This show is presented by SAP. Who am I and how am I feeling? I'm Clive Owen and I'm great, thanks. What if businesses could really understand how their customers feel? It's a thing. It's SAP Experience Management. For more, go to sap.com slash xm. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, the moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome, everyone, to episode 244 of the NBA podcast. We did not expect to record two episodes today. It's still the first day of free agency, but naturally, right after we stopped recording, the Sixers blew themselves up. The Knicks continued to detonate, and a few other notable deals happened. So we are back to react to all of that. A reminder, before we get started, you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. In our bio, you can find our Twitter handles, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes and wherever else podcasts are hosted. On iTunes, please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. It would really help us out. We're now being hosted on Spreaker, so check them out on Twitter at Spreaker. Joining me today, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? The Knicks couldn't even hang on to Mario Hisonia. <laughs> the Knicks have not been having a great day. Oh, I, I, I mean, when you have to release a public <laughs> statement, don't you just have a great day? You, oh, they man. released a public statement three hours into free agency. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that before on any level of sports. Like Right. Ever. Like a, a don't hate us even though we promised you Kevin Durant statement. Right. <laughs> and like th- that statement was also so generic. Right. And so just blah. Yeah. Right. It's it like... only in- infuriated Knicks fans. Further. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we're, we're going to go after the right kinds of free agents because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving aren't top 10, 15 players. Okay, next, keep. We're going to instead go after <laughs> players who only play the four, and we're going to give them at least eight-figure salaries so they can compete with each other. We'll, we'll get into the Knicks. I know we already had some Knicks slander last episode, but unfortunately, it's just been that kind of day for them. But That kind of decade. <laughs> <laughs> True. But more, first, we have to start with the big news from the last couple hours. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler is going to the Miami Heat. The what Sixers. a superstar wants, a superstar gets. Yep. he. You know, there, there were the reports that came out yesterday, especially from Tim Reynolds of the Associated Press. He said Butler was really impressed by the pomp and circumstance of the Dwayne Wade retirement and just wanted to... He's been wanting to play for the Heat for a while. And... The Sixers, after re-signing Tobias Harris, you know, we mentioned it last episode, they could create up to $39 million in cap space. Uh, had they re-signed Jimmy Butler, that wipes out pretty much all of it. So they instead decided, all right, let's move on from Jimmy. Uh, there have been conflicting reports about whether they offered him a max deal. It sounds Woj just went on SportsCenter and said they did not. Kyle Newbeck of Philly Voice said they were willing to offer the five-year $190 million max, but... Either way, he is now in Miami. Philly gets Josh Richardson in the deal. And then Dallas, as a third team, 
gets Kelly Olynyk and Derek Jones Jr. Still no details as to what, if anything, the Mavericks are sending back. They might have just, you know, it might just be like a some cash or a second round pick or something. But presumably just using their salary cap space to acquire a guy in Olynyk who's a great fit next to Kristaps. Yeah. So let's talk about it from Miami's side first because Philly then had another move that we'll have to hit on. How do you like this deal for Miami? I mean, they get their superstar. Mm-hmm. They, we've been talking about Miami so frequently on this podcast in terms of how, you know, stuck they were. They yeah. they decided to just extend virtually every role player on their roster. And <laughs> honestly, you know, we give the Charlotte Hornets a lot of crap, but the but the Heat for at least last year were in the exact same situation. Like yeah. they were better as a basketball team, which fine, but like they were just stuck with middling contracts, and they needed someone, something, to happen. And I'm sorry, but Goran Dragic is not that guy. Jimmy Butler, now they have a guy. Now they yeah. have a prime player, a superstar, who's going to an environment he's gonna love because he was always, you know, he was always a guy who liked to be coached hard who sure. loved hard practice. Like, he's a tough guy. That's just the way he is. He's built like that. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to go to a place where they're known for their very intense practices mm-hmm. and where everything is very, you know, conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. I think it's just right up his alley. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy has just a bonkers season this year. Yeah. Just I, I that wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Like we're talking like all NBA season. He's he because he is that player. He can absolutely be that player mm-hmm. for Miami. Now they have that. Then you just have to wonder if the, the supporting cast is okay. Like right. can they complement Jimmy to the extent that Jimmy demands as well? Because he knows of his own you know stature. Mm-hmm. Like Hassan Whiteside, he's gonna get all annoyed because there's suddenly a real superstar in the troop. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I'm mostly just confused about it from the Heat side because when you receive a player in a sign and trade, you can't go over the apron at any point in the year. The apron is 138.928 million this season. Correct. Going into free agency at least based on what I have written down, they had $135.3 million on their books already. Mm-hmm. So factoring in Jimmy Butler, you add Jimmy Butler and you're not counting the partially guaranteed contract for Ryan Anderson and they have a couple other guys with very small guarantees. They have eight players under contract, four roster charges. They're at $146.2 million. So they're already 7.25 above the apron. And that's just with four, you know, 12, effectively 12 roster spots filled. Correct. Um, They need to then, the apron calculates with the two-year veteran minimum rather than the roster charge, which is 1.62 million. They're basically, at least the way I'm looking at it right now, they're 15 million over the apron. You know, with with sending out Jones... Uh, Olenek and Josh Richardson. So I think the only way they make this work is if they salary dump Goran Dragic somewhere now too. Yeah. And, and just so so our listeners are completely aware, that's because they're getting a maxed out Jimmy in off right. this trade. Earning right. $32.7 million this year. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, whether it's Dragic or someone else, I mean, it does seem like Dragic would be the obvious candidate. And he was actually reported as going to Dallas, and then his name was withdrawn, and then were mm-hmm. replaced with Olenek and Derek Jones Jr. I'm not really sure what their follow-up move is. If it's Goran Dragic, yeah, sure. Ryan Anderson can be stretched, but that doesn't really uh, put them into the end zone, I want to say. I mean, they're still short a little bit. Mm-hmm. How much, though? Uh, because they could they stretch, stretch him stretch... And, and remove $10 million, right? Yeah, and then you would have to... Yeah, I mean, I guess that would put them within $5 million, but then they'd still hmm. need to get rid of... Maybe they stretch Dion Waiters at that point, too. I mean, the point is, yeah. their books are still kind of a mess. And they won't be forever. Like, they could very reasonably be big players in free agency next summer. But there's another shoe to drop here, I think. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, sorry, I have to. Dion Waiters in New York? <laughs> Didn't they already just get rid of Tim Hardaway Jr.? Did they really well, need I mean, to bring in another Tim Hardaway Jr.? Yeah. Yeah, no, I you're right. Like the Knicks, if they were smart, would call the Heat and be like, hey, we know you need cap relief. We're gonna try to extort you because we're not gonna spend our salary cap space well on free agents. Right. We'll take one of your bad contracts. Just give us a pick. They That's already my thinking. Yeah, yeah they, they already traded, the Heat already traded their 2021 pick. That was, I think that was still part of the Dragic deal from way back when. And that pick now belongs uh, either to the, the, the Clippers got it in the Tobias deal. I think they still have it. Um, so that the Heat can't trade 2020 or 2022 picks outright. They could do a pick swap, mm. which especially in 2022 if that's going to be the double draft that's the year you would want a pick swap so yeah if you can if you can call the heat and get one of those bad contracts for say you get a 2022 pick swap in a future first yeah to take on i don't know james johnson well maybe ryan anderson is enough then then you maybe you don't stretch anderson then you yeah. actually trade him instead because yeah. his his guarantee uh, was reduced from twenty one million to fifteen point six last August. Right. So that should be enough to get them to get the heat under the apron. I'm gonna double check. Like, keep in mind, we're doing all of this very much on the fly here, so yeah. the math could be wrong. But I think they would still be a million over if they even if they traded Anderson. I think Dragic is the one that has to go. Just or Whiteside somehow. Hmm. I mean, they would love that. Yeah, sure. But who's taking... I mean, again, if you're the Knicks. If you're the Knicks. I mean, I, and just... I, I really feel the need to clarify this. This is not just, you know, crabbing on the Knicks. No. Sometimes it is, but this in particular instance is actually, you know, viewing the Knicks' cap space as a, as a genuine asset. Right. No, th- this is not crapping on the Knicks. This is... Telling the Knicks how to run a rebuild successfully. You use cap space to it. When no one when no one wants to sign with your team unless you wildly overpay them, then just don't sign players, take bad contracts, and get more stuff for them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look, 
Hassan Whiteside for one year? It could be worse. I know they have Mitchell Robinson and they want him to get minutes, but I mean, could be worse. Right. Yeah, I mean, whatever. This year is a waste for the Knicks anyway now that they're not going to get Durant and Kyrie. So, yeah. I mean, and, I, and we have a we have a tweet here uh-oh. from Mark Stein in regards to what we're actually sitting here and trying to figure out. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh as the South Beach cap maestro Albert Namad has tweeted, one more piece has to find its way into three-way Jimmy Butler sign and trade to make the salary cap math work. Mm. And he follows up by saying Miami would get Jimmy Butler, Dallas would get Kelly Olynyk and Derek Jones Jr., and Philadelphia would get Josh Richardson. But that trade construction remains at least one piece shy, which is exactly what we're talking about right now. So that's interesting. Uh, I think that's actually different. That He's saying... Wait, why? Hmm. That's interesting. I, I would think... Hmm. Here, a new tweet for uh, from Albert Namad. Mm-hmm. For Heat to acquire Jimmy Butler at his $32.7 million max, they are $1.7 million short on the trade match. That could mean not only Josh Richardson, Kelly Olynyk, and Derek Jones, but also two of Duncan Robinson, Yante Madden, and Kendrick Nunn, unless Butler takes less than his max. I would think this is only if base year compensation applies... And I would think it wouldn't necessarily apply depending on Philly's order of operations, but clearly there's a missing piece in here somewhere, whether it's Correct. the trade itself or, I mean, definitely with the apron, but yeah. possibly even with the trade itself. So there are more details to come from Miami's perspective. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, the moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Of all the sounds you'll hear this summer... This might be your new favorite. They're blending up the new chocolate chip iced cap at Tim Hortons. Real chocolate chips blended into an iced cap for a sweet summer treat. It's Tim Hortons frozen take on a cappuccino. And it just might be the best sound of summer. Hurry into Tim Hortons for the new chocolate chip iced cap. Limited time at participating restaurants. Let's move. Let's move onwards because, you know, (laughs) this this at five in the morning for me. With the salary cap minutia, I love it, but it's too it's too damn geeky. Right. So let's go to Philly. So yes. Philly Philly gets Josh Richardson, and then within minutes of the sign and trade happening, they also sign Al Horford to a four year. What was originally a port reported as a four year one hundred nine million dollar deal, it's actually four years ninety seven million, with what Woj says are twelve million in championship incentives. Yeah, like I, I'm not sure what that means necessarily. I would assume it basically means twelve million unlikely incentives, or what will be deemed as unlikely incentives, to start his contract. I don't know if it means, you know, he gets a three million dollar bonus if they win a title, and he gets nothing if they don't, or if it's like move to the Eastern Conference Finals, move to the finals, win a title, right. whatever. 
point being it's 97 million going on to the the Sixers books right now. Yeah, but what let's talk about the fit though. Yeah, so right now in theory the Sixers new starting five with no JJ Redick and no Jimmy Butler and Josh Richardson and Al Horford is Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, Joel Embiid. That's huge. <laughs> it's a lot. That was my first reaction is no one is ever going to get a rebound against them. No. No, that's, that's I mean, your starting point guard is 6'10". Josh is what? 6'7"? 6'6". Six, 6'6". Six. Six, six, six. Okay, yep. so he's like a prototypical shooting guard height. Yep. Then you have like a bouncy 6'8 athlete at the small forward position. And, and Tobias used to be a, a 3, but has... Oh, he's actually 6'9", but he's, like, <laughs> slid up to the 4 more. Right. And then you have Horford, who's, you know, a 6'10", burly center. Let's be honest. He's a center yep. these days. But, yeah. Yep. And, of course, Embiid, 7'2", 285 or whatever. Which, mm-hmm. No, that's that's just ridiculous. That's, yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my question. Yeah. Are the Sixers better right now than they were? Or the Sixers starting five, let's say. Because we don't mm-hmm. know how they're going to round out their bench. But is this Sixers starting five better than what they had last year? Oh, that's a tough question. I, I mean, on some level, I could see it. I, I'm not ruling it out. Mm-hmm. Because here you have Al Horford, who does all these little things, who isn't a you know shot jacker, who doesn't come in with some idea that oh I have to take fifteen shots a game? Yep. Like he just does whatever is necessary. Yep. Which just isn't the same as what Jimmy does, and that's fine. Like that's not a, a fault of Jimmy's. Like he's always been, you know, told to at least for, after his fourth season. Like he's been told to score. That's mm-hmm. that's become part of his DNA. Like go out and get us twenty. That's been part of the mo. Mm-hmm. I think. The offense could flow more freely through Horford, and Josh Richardson also is is a very capable scorer, especially shooting wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I could see an upside on it, but I could also see this one major downside. Who do you have who can consistently create their own offense off the off the dribble? In mm-hmm. particular, create their own jump shots. Yeah, and create separation. Yep. Ben can't do it. Yep. Josh Richardson is not a on-ball creator. Neither is Tobias Harris. Horford certainly isn't. And Embiid, yeah, he can create his own shot, but I mean, you don't want him to create his own, you know, 17, 18-foot step-back jump shot. You mm-hmm. want him to create his own shot in the post. So I feel you need some more creation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, I'm wondering if, well, first of all, for, I, I understand the hesitance about a Horford and Bead pairing. I saw a lot of that at first. Like, why are you paying $100 million to a backup center? Horford's <laughs> going to play the four at times. And I think this past season, between Embiid playing so much in such a heavy minutes load early in the season, breaking down late in the year, Again, being a question with health-wise coming into the playoffs. Seeing what the Raptors did with Kawhi, and then seeing how much 
I mean, we talked about it in the playoffs. Their on-off splits with their Embiid were absurd. Like they they were a basically lottery team without Embiid, and that's not great when you're going to max out Jimmy, Tobias, and Ben in the next year. Like they should be able to at least play at a 500 level even without Embiid, and they couldn't. So that I'm sure was a consideration for the Sixers front office when they're weighing: Do we run back the same core this summer? I think Horford and Embiid will both basically load manage each other. Yeah. Like, you know, you can play Embiid 60 games in the regular season. You can play Horford 60 games in the regular season. They overlap for 40 games. They, you don't have to play either one of them heavy minutes. And now you have a credible all-star caliber center on the floor at all times. Right. Well, you, you may have had that before because I kind of lean towards Ben Simmons being a, a yeah, backup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, maybe this frees up Simmons to play more of a power forward-ish role, much mm-hmm. like Pascal Siakam, like, backing up that position. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, my point here is I, I want Ben's backup minutes to be not at point guard. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's doing him a disservice if he's asked to just solely play point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I think I think it could work. Both guys, in terms of Embiid and, and Horford, obviously they're not in the same, you know, age group, but right. they both need to have, you know, like you said, load management games. Embiid mm-hmm. because of injury issues, Horford because of age. So yeah, it, it does line up to a certain extent. Yep. Um, and then, obviously, the question would become about cohesiveness. If they only play those 40 games together, will they have the necessary chemistry in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that too much. Yeah. Uh, Horford is... I mean, as Horford is a player who does all the little things. Right. But he's still very much a plug-and-play player because mm-hmm. he can still do some of the most simple actions that you require off of bigs nowadays. Like mm-hmm. he can set a hard screen and then he can pop. He can set a hard screen and he rolls to the basket. He can yeah. pass from the elbow. He can pass from the three point line. Like he's, yeah, on some level he can't be difficult to implement if you make him like the primary key of your entire offense and like the main passing hub. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do that, you can just plug and play him immediately. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think that I said it on Twitter earlier, but I think that's gonna be, it's gonna go underrated. But it's a big part of this trade is, as you said, it, it establishes a much more clear offensive hierarchy, which instead of your turn, my turn with Tobias, Jimmy, and Joel, Joel is and now... Redick. Yeah, and Redick. But, I mean, Redick was always still kind of a lesser... Like, you weren't really running that many plays for Redick aside from threes. Right, um, but, I mean, he still had to get his shot attempts. Yeah, for sure. But now it's... Embiid is very clearly the number one option. Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris is very clearly the number two option. Yeah. Josh Richardson is very clearly number three. Agreed. Horford doesn't need, as you said, he doesn't need a high volume of shots. He can work as a facilitator. He's not an elite three-point shooter, but he's at least one you have to respect out on the perimeter. Right. And Ben Simmons is a coward. <laughs> right. Ben Simmons <laughs> can hide in the dunker spot as usual. <laughs> but, I mean, the, you know, there there's a very clear pecking order there and i think that really does matter i think it's going to help ease a lot of tensions especially for tobias having just gotten five years and 180 million dollars the last thing the sixers want is for this guy to come out and average 14 points a game and get the yeah. andre Iguodala treatment in philly again 
Mm-hmm. Bingo. I think that's I think that's it because he was used to being the first option with the Clippers. Right. And and he flourished in that role, honestly. And yeah. I think part of him coming to Philly where he didn't even know, am I the second option? Am I the third? Like right. fourth even on some days? Like what the hell is going on? Yeah. I think just for him having a defined role is absolutely crucial. And I and I think you nailed it as well. He has to be the second option. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't put him lower than that. He understands himself that he's reached a certain level in his own evolution. Mm-hmm. So obviously he wants to be able to score the basketball. Like he found himself being quite adept at it last season. Mm-hmm. He wants to continue doing that. So feed off Embiid. And in, in for those 22 games that Embiid doesn't play because of load management, mm-hmm. that number one option goes straight to Tobias. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I've kind of do think they're a better team now than they were 12 hours ago. And it really does depend on how else they round out their roster. Now, Jeff Siegel and I have the same number, which makes me feel better that, (laughs) that I didn't screw something up numbers wise. But so, you know, we were mentioning last episode with Mike Scott, he signed for a contract that, that fits the room mid-level exception. Yeah. So if they sign him via that, they could have seven point seven million in cap space remaining, mm-hmm. and then also you then you can go over the cap and sign guys to veteran deals, I veteran yeah, veteran minimum deals I should say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking that they're probably going to go after shooters and possibly a backup point guard with the rest of that money. Although maybe some of it gets allocated to James Ennis to bring him back. And I'm also yeah. wondering if they necessarily need a backup point guard. I feel like Josh Richardson can kind of handle that role, but they might just want one for depth purposes. Yeah, now you're going Galaxy Brain. Yeah, I, it's it's. Pot- I mean, like I bet in the playoffs he will, much like how they did with Simmons and Jimmy this year. Yeah. But they'll pro for the regular season. They'll probably want. Just a, a backup point guard for depth reasons, if nothing else. Right. And, again, as I said, they still need an on-ball creator. Yeah. Usually, that's that means a point guard. Yeah. Someone who is very adept at just dribbling himself into situations. Who, whoever that is, that's the big question. Because, I mean, they're, they're, this point guard class was just not very deep. I mean, Ricky Rubio got $51 million. Mm-hmm. So... I, I don't think there's necessarily a difference maker out there. Yeah. We'll see what happens with, with, with the Sixers. I, I'm ap- I'm definitely optimistic about their overall chances. I like their structure. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit muddy in terms of Horford and, and Embiid on the court, and I need to see it before yeah. I, I fully buy into it. Right. But I'm really intrigued. Agree. Let me put yeah. it that way. I'm very intrigued. And I'm also equally intrigued to see Jimmy in, in Miami. I know that a lot of people are saying, hey, Miami didn't really get a whole lot better. I disagree with that. I overwhelmingly yeah. disagree with that. Because yeah. that is just underrating Jimmy because he had some weird seasons. And I'll admit that he had some weird... Like, this is the fourth team in fourth <laughs> year. Yeah. That's, yep. that's not a great track record. But the dude can play. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be really interesting. Yeah, it does seem like the salary matching thing is popping up as an issue for 
I'm thinking even if the base of your compensation isn't a problem, this the net or the Heat will still need to send out X amount of money because they're receiving thirty two point seven in return. Yeah, so I think I, they, I'm pretty sure that we are uh, going to get clarifications on that. And and yeah. by the way, we just had a tweet, man. I, yeah, I saw. Like I said, uh, Nets restricted free agent um, D'Angelo Russell is a player of strong interest for the Warriors in a potential sign and trade. Uh, Golden State has searched for avenues on Russell and is still evaluating next moves. Okay, so that's not a big news. I, hey, breaking news: team a team likes an All Star, right? <laughs> but nevertheless, it's interesting. That's kind of the route I want them to go. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. That's gonna be interesting. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kids-sized prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, it also looks like Clay did sign his five-year max from what I'm seeing. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Another tweet from Jared Weiss, a friend of the podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. There is a glitch in the Putler-Richardson trade, according to sources, as the Heat do not want to give up Derek Jones and Dallas is telling people the deal is off. Expectation is that the deal is too far down the road to fall apart and will get ironed out. Okay, that's <laughs> that's always something. Philadelphia and Miami have already reached their agreement to trade Jimmy Butler for Josh Richardson, but Miami and Dallas couldn't close a dragage deal and are figuring out how to fit all the pieces together around Olenek to make the salary matching work. Mm-hmm. This is going to be, you know, a two or three day process. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume, if nothing else, they could just find a third team. I mean, look, Knicks, all man. their trouble goes away. If, yeah, the Knicks. Like, all their troubles go away if they find a team that's willing to take on some of those money. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> that sounds like the Heat's problem more than... Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's go back to the borough of the Big Apple. DeAndre Jordan. Last episode, we assumed that he was signing a minimum mm-hmm. deal. Because we, it had been reported that Kyrie and Kevin Durant were each taking max deals. Garrett Temple got the, the room mid-level. DeAndre Jordan's getting a four-year, $40 million deal from the Brooklyn Nets. And what we it's live in so- a different world now than we did 30 <laughs> seconds ago, or in this case, three hours ago. Yeah. yeah. What sounds like it happened is similar to the Horford thing, where they structured their deal with unlikely incentives, such as... For the Nets, since they didn't make it past the first round of the playoffs, you can just put it as you know second round of the playoffs, X number of wins, that kind of thing. So it seems like they still got max deals, but just with incentives that they are likely to hit, if not this year, the next year. So 
Right, probably because not. unlikely incentives do not count against the cap. Right, so it's probably not going to be a huge pay cut on their end, if any, but they got DeAndre Jordan paid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, this is why you need to hitch your wagons to ballplayers, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is why you got to be best friends with two superstars. Yeah. Um. Let's just call it like it is, shall we? That's a gross overpay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ed Davis, man, signed with Utah for two years, 10 million total. Yep. Uh, he is, in my opinion, a significantly better player than DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. And he got half that. No. No, he didn't. Eat. No, he, <laughs> he, got he got half of that for half the years. Yes. A quarter. A quarter of that for half the years. There there we go. It's 5 a.m. Give me a break. (laughs) But yeah, this is, I mean, all right, fair enough. If if that's what it took, let me just put it that way. If that's what it took. I am curious, however, do they know that Jared Allen exists? See, that's what I'm wondering, too. Because, yeah, I don't. It, does this mean DeAndre Jordan's going to start for them? I hope not. I really, really hope not. But if he is, and Jared Allen turns out you know, to be available in a trade mm-hmm. for for some you know veteran who will help them push towards the playoffs, mm-hmm. team should get in on that immediately. Yeah, like I, I just I can't imagine why they would. I mean, maybe, maybe they start DeAndre as just like a token thing, and he plays twenty minutes a game, and Allen is still their most used big. I just yeah, I yeah, I don't, I'm not not wild about. I I just hope that Kenny Atkinson doesn't feel pressure because of his salary, because of Jordan's salary, Agreed. to play him more. Like the best man should win, and I'm assuming the best man will be Jared Allen. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that's a pretty fair assumption, Brian. <laughs> right. Yeah, thank you. Really hot takes that I'm dropping. Yeah. Um, let's um, by the way, the, the it's pretty much official now that the deal is dead in regards to uh, to Dallas. Huh. Yeah. So they don't need to figure out something else. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay, cool. This is why, see, this is why I, I was starting, literally after the, we finished recording our last episode, I went and started writing a thing about, like, oh, cool, the Sixers re-signed Tobias. What happens with Jimmy Butler? And uh, I was writing a whole thing about, like, why a Miami signing trade was probably their best route, and then, boom, it happened. And now I had to restart from square one. And now it seems like I have to start from square one again. So maybe I should just stop writing for a little while <laughs> to see. Yeah. Oh, man. Um... Let's talk Knicks. Let's let's talk Knicks. So, Julius Randle, mm-hmm. three years, $63 million with a third-year team option. I, I can dig that. That's okay. Then, they yeah. signed Taj Gibson. Yeah. Two years, $20 million. Yeah, I, I'm not digging that one. Uh, I And I love Taj, by the way. And, and good on Taj for getting... You know that bag and and coming home. Um, mm-hmm. I know that Taj has frequently talked about you know 
playing at home at some point in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, you know, he and Noah uh, both were New Yorkers, and this is this is just another example of the Knicks signing uh, past Bulls players. Like this is this is just a pastime for him. Noah, Rose, also Jalen Rose back in the day, Jamal Crawford, Eddie Curry, Tyson Chandler. It's it's amazing. Um, good on Taj for getting that money, but wow, ten million a year for mm-hmm. a guy who's what thirty four this year. Uh, that, that, that that's a lot, and plays a similar position like you mentioned at the top right. of the show as, <laughs> as Randall. Yeah. Um, all I can say here is this: Randall, yeah, he he's not necessarily a major difference maker. I, I really enjoy watching him play. I think he's way more valuable than people make him out to be. But I also don't think he's necessarily one of those guys who will just squeeze out wins for you. Mm-hmm. Having said that, you like NBA fantasy. And yep. I, I never play NBA fantasy, but even oh, yeah. I know that if you want a good candidate on your NBA fantasy team, like you draft Julius Randle immediately. Like yeah. he's gonna put up absolutely insane numbers in New York. He's like the only there, only person there capable of really doing it. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if he ended up having like a year where he averaged what twenty five and twelve and like five assists. That wouldn't that wouldn't shock me at all. Right. No, oh yeah, he's gonna put up monster numbers because there's it's, it's him and R.J. Barrett, and then they're just gonna be an right. absolute train wreck. Other than that, I just oof, yeah. I I hope I I don't begrudge Taj for getting that bag, but man, yeah, that, that team's gonna suck something awful. It and and the problem here is, you know, I kind of feel they panicked. The Knicks, yeah. Yeah. Not not necessarily in terms of Randall. Like Randall is a fine complimentary player, but I think they looked at it like, oh, we were hoping for K- one of KD or Kyrie or you know Kawhi or whatever. We like we wanted one superstar, mm-hmm. and then we were kind of we would be fine by getting Randall as a sort of complimentary star if that's what it took. Like we can sell that to the public. Mm-hmm. Okay, the superstars did not come. Yeah, and they kind of like looked at Randall and went, well, we, st- we still have the opportunity to bring him in at least and then give him a featured role. We have R.J. Barrett. Maybe that's enough. And then they brought him in. Fair enough. And then things were, where things went wrong was like, hey, let's give $20 million to Taj Gibson instead of using that open cap space to take on bad deals where we can squeeze out draft picks. Like, they get desperate and they're their reaction to getting desperate is spending money. This was the same thing all the way back to the Isaiah Thomas era. Like, whenever they get desperate, it's about opening their wallets instead of, you know, laying out a plan. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm very confused about this because, like, they've been doing the same thing. Isn't the definition of insanity doing the same (laughs) thing over and over and expecting different results? Yeah. I think it's just they... They do this to themselves. And may, look, maybe the Achilles tear really did change everything. Like, for all we know, right. Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan were going to go to the Knicks as of a month ago. And maybe that, you know, the the for whatever reason, I guess, you know, we mentioned a couple episodes ago, the Nets have the same... The, the Nets doctor is the same guy who operated on Durant, so that could be a factor. Yep. The Knicks, again, reportedly weren't willing to offer the full max, which I know KD 
in theory took less than that anyway based on the incentives but still that's just insulting to a player of his caliber but yeah there i wrote about this at the basketball writers last week when it became very clear that they weren't going to get any of their top guys and the whole idea was pretend you're the atlanta hawks pretend you're Mm -hmm. the utah jazz don't act like you're a big market who can draw stars in free agency because you can't when's the last time you got one was damari who no one else wanted because you couldn't get insurance on his knees yeah and then he had what half a half a good year <laughs> right and then they traded for Mello. then right. he went downhill and he was never the same again right yeah yeah so you just need to take on bad contracts instead of Taj Gibson's a great player. I like him a lot. I don't understand what role he serves. I guess to be a veteran mentor, but like the guys in your locker room probably aren't going to be there by the time you get good anyway. So who cares? Yeah. Also, isn't Kevin Knox? Shouldn't he play some four? Yeah, I think he will. I guess. But now I, he has I, Randall and Gibson to compete with. You know, here's the thing. I think Gibson is going to play primarily backup center. Yeah, I could see that. I think that's the way they do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing about it is, like, you don't really know if Kevin Knox is good or not either. Like, mm-hmm. he had a horrendous rookie year, so mm-hmm. maybe they're kind of looking at it, going, you know, we could try to trade Knox during this summer, where there's still a question mark over him, mm-hmm. or we can confirm <laughs> that he was bad by playing him in year two, after which he'll <laughs> lose every ounce of trade value. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this this is this is going to be an uphill battle for sure. Yeah. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the. Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. So, nothing is official. Bisham Sharania just tweeted... Golden State and Brooklyn are close to a D'Angelo Russell sign and trade to the Warriors. The Warriors are on the verge yeah, of acquiring Russell, Trevion Graham, and Shabazz Napier. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. I I love it too, but so here's my two questions right away. One, the Warriors will be hard capped, so I think they would have to get rid of Iguodala to make this work. I'm okay with that. And I, how does this work long term? They're just gonna go. They're going completely anti Sixers instead of starting nothing but six ten behemoths. Like they're gonna do Steph, Clay, and D'Angelo all at once. Why not? Clay can play three. Yeah, it's a lot of shooting. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess yeah. 
Maybe they flip Russell down the line later. I mean, they could. Or maybe he'll play alongside arguably the greatest point guard in history. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Clay's going to be out for most of the season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for this season, I mean, (laughs) Curry and Russell? Yeah. They're going to put up monster numbers. Just a monster. Yeah. Huh. By the way, by the way, here's a little nugget. Think about this for a second. Russell has never played with a playmaking for to this extent. Like he did play with Julius uh, Randle in LA, but Randle at that point was not as developed as he is now, nor has he ever been as good as Draymond as in terms of just raw passing, right? Right. With with uh, Green being that great of you know a a one man fast break, you know put, taking the ball off the glass, running down, and then just kind of hitting guys in the corner and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like Russell is going to get so many wide open looks. It's insane. Yeah, I I think this system could suit him beautifully to the extent where the Warriors are looking at themselves, going, "We don't need to trade him. He fits." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more just the hard cap at that point. Well, you can get away from it. I mean, look, if Iggy yeah. is gonna retire after next season, maybe anyway. Like, look, mm-hmm. they're not gonna go far this year anyway. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, that's so. I mean, yeah, that's it's a shame, but I I don't worry about it. I mean, mm-hmm. they needed this. They needed some youth and explosivity and something else. They, I I know that a lot of Dubs fans were saying, oh, now that KD is gone, we can go back to what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, that's that's not the way it works. That's just not the way it works. You need a little bit more firepower because the guys are getting older. You need some new blood. That's just normal. Mm-hmm. This will shake things up. This will shake the entire roster up. And I, 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 for one, welcome it. Yeah. I mean, I, assuming they keep Graham and Navy. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. four years, $117 million. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm so glad that we recorded the second podcast. I know. Remember when I mentioned this at the top of the first podcast? You were like, no, no. I, this, just everyone aside from Kawhi's off the board already. Yeah. This has been a, a wild first day. Oh, man. Just like last year. Yeah, because LeBron came off that first day, too. But, I mean, you know, we were saying that this free agent class was so top-heavy, literally everyone but Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I can't think of Butler's got. I was like, I know Bill Simmons tweeted a list earlier in the night, and it was like Butler, Russell, Horford. Yeah, all those no. guys are gone. I mean, what? Well, who's the best player after Kawhi now? <laughs> like Marcus Morris, Bobby Portis. Oh man. So what happens? Jeez, whichever team, whichever of the well, if the Clippers strike out on Kawhi, I guess they just fill in the pieces and don't really care but if the lakers strike out they oh yeah now now that's one more guy gone from the lakers yeah that's right true. yeah i mean they're you have to fill out I, I still think for the lakers their best option if they don't get Kawhi, was to fill out their roster with multiple guys and do the unlikely incentives things that like a lot of teams have figured out this year mm. but Man, it's whew. 
<laughs> I, I, I love the reactions on Twitter for this. Jacob Goldstein. I don't get it. <laughs> Matt Del Rio, what is happening, man? Yeah. Yeah. And everyone mocking the Timberwolves, too. Yeah, that's too. But, like, people are just completely like, what is going on? Remember last year when the when the votes report came out with Boogie? Yeah. As well. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was just pandemonium. Yeah. Um, this, oh, this is amazing. This, this is, is this wild. Is, this, this is been... absolutely wild. Yeah. And also, I mean, look. Obviously, um, I was about to say the defending champs. They're not the defending champs. No. The, the previously defending champs. Right. While they got uh, better, the, the Pelicans did too. Yes. They they just traded for Derek Favors. Yeah. Do we know what they got back? What the I Jazz have got no back? idea yet. I have absolutely... I've been searching frantically, and I can't find anything yet. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that we need the uh, D'Angelo Russell hype to just go down a little bit before we get <laughs> clarification. Right. But, I, I mean, look, J.J. Redick and Derek Favors in the same evening, after pulling off that heist that they did and, yeah. and got signed, I mean, wow. I, yeah. I, I'm complete, Brian, I am completely blown away yeah. by what David Griffin has done over the past 30 days. I know. Yeah. Him and, him and uh, Sean Marks are going to be... Yeah. Good luck to any executive. Elton Brand will get a nice third place bronze medal trophy. Oh, Andre Iguodala can be on the move. Yeah, uh, okay. Boach says that yep. Golden State has to unload salary elsewhere. So, yeah, you hit it right on the money. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it's either him or Draymond. And I, I mean, I guess they could trade Draymond, but... but I mean, because Draymond is coming up for a free agency next year. It just seems very strange. Yeah. I would I would assume there it's Iggy who's going. I I think so too. Yeah. I yeah. I I really I like it on offense. I this is what it, this is like the exact opposite of the Sixers deal, right? It's the same in the sense that I just want to see it on the court one time before I weigh in entirely because it's hard for me to visualize. Steph Russell and Clay, just as it is Horford at the four and Tobias at the three, and or whatever the Sixers positionally are going to run. Right. No. Th- yeah. This is this is small run, right? I mean, I, it is. Yeah, you're right. It's the complete opposite. I, I'm yeah. I'm intrigued though. I'm very yeah. intrigued. I mean, the West is just such a running gun conference. Um, oh, you know just, what? What this makes Looney very gettable. Yeah, yeah, it does. Ooh. That it does. Ooh. Oh, you know who might <laughs> regret then having pulled the trigger so early? The Bulls. Yeah. Because they were very high on Looney. Yeah. But they, they decided to go with that young instead. Oh, he, man. I mean, Looney's probably going to come significantly cheaper. And, I mean, we saw Ed Davis sign for cheap, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Someone's yeah. going to get Looney at a steal, yeah. I bet. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you know what? He would be good in Dallas. Yeah, he would. I would like that. That would make sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Well, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I guess I thought Dallas was getting a Linux, but maybe not. Yeah, exactly. 
So, yeah, <laughs> and besides, I, I would always choose Kevon Lubin. <laughs> right. Or Kevon Yeah, yeah. Um, and who else? Oh, Ed Davis to Utah, two years, $10 million. Um, the- So I'm just going to say it, okay? Mm-hmm. Utah is probably the favorite to come out of the West. I agree. <laughs> That's absurd in, in some yeah. ways, considering, you know, just how we viewed them just a month ago. I know. I think them and Portland might be the two best teams in the West right now. Well, I think you need to throw in Denver in that conversation. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. But but I but I I I totally hear you. But I mean Utah, they 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 just did everything right, and I get that they had to maybe splurge a little bit on on Bogdanovich, which Mm -hmm. fair. That's completely fair. He he he's not someone who you know age poorly because he Mm -hmm. can shoot, and that's what he does. He shoots and he scores. He'll provide so much spacing for that group. You have Mike Conley who can control the entire offense. You have Donnie who can now, you know, pick and choose his own spots, which is going to make him just absurd uh, efficient, I think, compared to what he is now. Yeah. I mean, good Lord, that team. And you have Ed Davis coming off the bench. You still have Joe Ingles. Mm-hmm. I love it. I abs- yeah. I'm, I'm very, very high on the Jazz right now. Yeah. I, I don't think it is hyperbole. I mean, again, I thought they were potential contenders with the Conley trade alone. Mm. Bringing in Bogdanovich and Ed Davis is incredible value for them. Yeah. And, and the, again, the Ed Davis was two years, $10 million, as it was reported as. I'm assuming that's just them using the room exception on him. So they're going to be limited to minimum contracts from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, by the way, two things. One, I love the report about the Bucks maybe being interested in Robin Lopez, and I need to yes. see Robin and Brooke play together. I'm, yes. I'm all in on that. Yeah. Second, Twitter has already taken it upon itself to post pictures of uh, Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell together by posting pictures of <laughs> Steph and Monte Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, sometimes Twitter is a cesspool of negativity and hatred. Yeah. And sometimes it's just brilliant and funny and fantastic. These, This is one of those. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Ooh, and Andre Iguodala could just be trolling, but he did just tweet. That was a fun plane ride. Awesome puzzle I put together. Been working on it since Tuesday. Got it just in the nick of time. <laughs> Well, he he loves to play around with those yeah, things, yeah, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he is. Oh, poor him if he actually ends up with it. Like, don't give them any ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's oof. This is wild. This is what? Yeah. A, this is just such a. I did not. Ex- I really thought I because didn't we get a report the other day saying Kevin Durant was going to take his time? Yeah, we did. Oh, you know who the other big name is. Demarcus Cousins. He's the other one out there still. Um, I mean, yeah, I hear France is beautiful in October. Oh, come on. He's getting an <laughs> NBA deal somewhere. I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. I, I like Demarcus. I like yeah. him. I, I, yeah. I definitely think that some teams should pick him up. Um, again, I mean, if, if the price is right, that's right. another candidate for Dallas. Yeah. Indeed. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, because I guess the Pelicans don't need a big anymore because they have favors. Pelicans right. are going to make the playoffs this year. 
Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. I, I mean, look, as we also talked about before, Sion, in terms of physicality, is very much NBA ready. Uh, ignore his age. Like, he's going to come in flying. And when you let pack um, or, or package, you know, <laughs> JJ Redick and, and Derek Favors around him, and, you know, you have Nicolo. Oh, it's five in the morning. Almost six in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget his name, too. Uh, oh, yeah, Nicolo Melli. Nicolo Melli. Yep, there yes. we go. All right, close enough. Yeah. Don't worry. I know who I'm talking about. It's just very, very late <laughs> or early. Yeah. There are several components, is my point, mm-hmm. to to kind of bring a ballast to that team and to bring Sion the necessary support uh, system to actually be productive. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker should also be an immediate impact uh, the way that he played in, mm-hmm. in college definitely appears that way. So I, I agree with you entirely. I, I think the Pelicans could be not just the eighth seed even. I think they could go higher. Yeah. I, I, I am very, very high on them. We just found out Andre Iguodala's landing spot. He's going to the Memphis Grizzlies. <clears throat> okay. Warriors are uh, sending Warriors... top four yeah. protected pick in 2024. Top one protected in 2025 or 2026 unprotected if it hasn't conveyed by then. You know, Memphis is doing this rebuild thing right. They're doing it really right. Yeah. So now Memphis has Morant, Iggy, Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, I dig it. I, yeah. I mean, okay, so Valanciunas and Morant aren't great defenders, but mm-hmm. the rest of them sure are. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, I'm so <laughs> glad that we recorded this second this podcast. <laughs> I just did not. Ex- uh, well, on the bright side, we're, I will be joining you staying up till six o'clock tonight. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I I'm probably gonna stay up to like you know noon. Yeah. Because at that point, everyone else hopefully. I mean, who else <laughs> is left? There's no one. The, the free agency is over. On the bright side, we all should have a nice July 4th now. Because there's... Or Kawhi's going to announce, like, at 4 o'clock that day just to screw everyone over. But... Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, you, you have so good, so many good reasons for celebrating July 4th these days. <laughs> <laughs> I hate July 4th. I have a very noise-anxious dog. I used to love it. Now it's my least favorite holiday. Because I have to yeah. go hide in the closet for two hours while he's trembling. Oh, poor Nori. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap up for the night? Uh, only that we may talk again in a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> you said that last time, too, and I thought you were full of it. But little did I know the Sixers would blow up their entire team. So, yeah, I guess we'll we'll circle back definitely for when Kawhi signs so we'll, right. also, we'll also come back in a day or two uh, for the other free agent signings and maybe if Miami figures out how to make this sign and trade work because it seems like it's very much not mm-hmm. their part of it is very much on life support at the moment so until then please follow us on Twitter at the NBA pod you can find our Twitter handles in our bio so give us a follow as well you can also find us on iTunes so please subscribe download leave some five-star reviews are now being hosted on spreaker so check them out on twitter at spreaker until next time 
I'm Brian Tapork, and I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Mort, I would tell you to go get some sleep, but I know you're not going to listen to me. So No, I'm, I'm not, because uh, Robin Lopez has decided to join the Milwaukee Bucks, and I'm all really? hyped now. Yeah. Oh my god. That's funny. Why, why are we ending this podcast right now? <laughs> <laughs> the, Bucks, the Bucks saw that the Sixers had two real setters, and they're like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. This Man. is fantastic. Okay. I can't. I can't wait for the Eastern Conference Finals when they're both starting two legitimate centers. It's going to be very funny. And and I just can't wait for opening night when all these weird players and weird jerseys are going to start up. This is yeah. this is this is weird and this yeah. is awesome and I love this league. Yeah. Yep. What a what all a right. night. All right. Yeah. It, definitely. We, we'll we'll talk in a couple hours. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Enjoy everyone in the meantime. Take care, man. You too. Today's show was brought to you by SAP. Who am I and how am I feeling? I'm Clive Owen and I'm feeling great, thanks. How about you? You feeling happy? A little angry? People have so many feelings, millions of them. But what if businesses could really understand all of those feelings and then act on them to make their customers feel better? It's a thing. It's SAP Experience Management and it's here. Because the future of business has feelings. And I've got a feeling we're all going to like it. Go to sap.com slash xm to learn more. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.